For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. Well, good evening, uh, friends on the path. Uh, uh, it's wonderful to be with you. It's always wonderful to be with you. I feel um, like uh, some, you know, expression of really deep gratitude for everybody here and everybody here in spirit. Um, you know, it's a, it's a really wonderful thing to be able to practice together, and uh, a lot of people have worked very hard to make that happen. So I'm very happy to be here with all of you. So thank you. Uh, I'm also still kind of basking in the the glow of being in this wonderful new space for us uh, and all of the effort um, it took to make this place happen and excited for our future too, where, where, where this will unfold. But it's, uh, it's just such a nice, there's a good, uh, there's a good energy in this room. You know, it feels, it feels really nice to sit in. So uh, very happy that we could be here together. Um, so my name's Dylan. Uh, I think I think everybody knows me. I don't know Mina as well as everybody else. I think so. It's nice to meet you, Mina. I think you were here before I was back in the day. Okay, you're not a yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, Amber uh, Amber's my partner, and her three kids are here at our place for Thanksgiving. And uh, I asked the oldest. Uh, her name's Violet. She's six. I asked her what I should talk about today, and she said I should talk about teamwork. So I'm going to talk about teamwork at the request of Violet. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm going to talk for a little bit, but I'm mostly interested in conversation together uh, about, about this practice. It's a practice that I'm really fascinated with and uh, that I love. I think it feels very simple in theory. In theory, we each just find a role in the activity. And then, you know, because we're all working together, the activity is finished faster and it's more fun. Uh, and so that's, that's the idea. And I, I think it does work like that sometimes. I've had some experiences where it's, uh, where that just seems to happen and the task becomes really fun. I think somehow moving into this Zendo felt kind of like that. that everybody had a task and it went very briskly and everybody was having a lot of fun and we're all in here sitting in the, in the Zendo, um, you know, excited to be together. So there are times when, when teamwork is, uh, is really just uh, manifests that simply. And that's, that's a real uh, treasure when it, when it does. However, uh, you know, most of the time it's a little bit more complicated than that. Sometimes we don't know what role to play in the activity or it's hard to get along with the people, uh, the other people who are doing the activity, or we think we should play one role, but other people 
say we should play a different role? Uh, and then, you know, what's the plan anyway? Like, what, are, what is the task that we're accomplishing? Why is that the task to accomplish? What if there's another task that we should do instead? Um, who's making the plan? Why are they the person making the plan? Who's, you know, saying who's doing what? Who's giving the roles? Uh, why? All, all of these complicated parts. Um, is this even a project we should be doing in the first place? What, what are the projects that are worth doing? So I think this is where the profundity of the concept of teamwork is. It's a, it's a simple idea. Let's work together. You know, like I think of, that's really what I remember from kindergarten. It's just like lots of encouragement for, uh, you know, working together. It's time to clean up everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up, everybody do your share. Like that's, that's the only thing I really remember from kindergarten. Uh, but often, you know, there's a lot of complicated effort that has to happen in order for teamwork to be that simple. And sometimes even with all of that complicated effort happening, it isn't that simple. Um, and I think there have been times, I, I don't have to think I know, there have been times within the Sangha that teamwork has not been that easy. And, uh, you know, people... Uh, rub up against each other, you know, in terms and how how are we going to do something, and what who 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 has what role, and how how is that going to work, and which what what project are we doing, and why should we do this project instead? Um, and and so sometimes it's been difficult to be a team. Um, and does that mean something is wrong necessarily if if it's difficult if it's difficult to be on a team together? I think it's a good question. I like, I like asking questions more than giving answers, but I guess in this instance, I'll say, I don't necessarily think that when teamwork is difficult, that it means something is wrong. I think, I think it means that there are people that care a lot that um, want, that want something important to be taken care of. Um, and so sometimes it's just hard. You know, for for all of for uh, that cooperation to to happen, um, and some, and I think that's okay. You know, um, I think that's part of the the, the importance of patience, uh, which I'll get back to a little bit later in the talk. Um, and I also think that sometimes when teamwork is difficult, that there's more to learn in that. You know, like that that there's a um, if everything was easy all the time, then I don't know. What's what's the what's the where's the challenge? Like, what are we what are we doing? You know, I think um, I started thinking about that when I first started practicing about um, the the. I feel like suffering is the maybe a more intense word than I want. Um, but the, the disjointedness of the world, that, that all of those moments where there's friction, that those are all the learning moments. That that's how, you, that's how we learn to be ourselves. And, and um, um, <coughs> that's, that's how, that's the, the work of peace, figuring out a way to, to exist, at least for a little while. Um, so uh, 
I think the story I wanted to focus on today was from today. Um, and uh, I want to give Amber most of the credit for this because I asked her for some advice about childcare because she's got three kids. Uh, they're six, four, and two. And I, before being partners with her, I had no experience in taking care of kids and being responsible for kids. So I'm, I'm kind of learning on the fly as best I can. So uh, she's got much more experience in it than I did. So we all went to the park today, the, the five of us, and we were playing with basketballs for a while. And uh, the oldest, one of the oldest kids, uh, the, the oldest of the three girls decided that they didn't want to play with everybody else, but, wanted, but still wanted the ball to herself. So we had two basketballs and five of us, and there were, and, and so the oldest one, she didn't want to play, but still wanted to have the ball. So make it so that we couldn't play. Um, and so Amber and I told her that we, we were all learning how to play together. And, and she got very upset, the oldest, not Amber, but the, <laughs> uh, the oldest got very upset and started crying really loudly and started demanding the ball over and over again. And we repeated to her that we were all learning to play together and that if she wanted to be upset, that she could be, that's, that, that's a choice she could make, but that those of us that were playing together, we were going to share the balls that we had. And that's, that was the rules we agreed to before going to the park. And that's, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. So she kind of had to choose whether to be upset on her own or join us in learning how to play together, but the ball was going to be with us. So she was inconsolable and kept demanding it, kept demanding the ball over and over. And the rest of us just kind of let her alone and kept playing together. Um, and then her youngest sister, uh, like, uh, took the ball that we were playing one of the balls that we were playing with and gave it to the oldest one that was having a hard time and then just came back. And then we, the four of us just played with the one ball that was left. And I'm in my head, I'm trying to figure out if this is an appropriate solution to what's happening. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking about this. So we, we started to walk home uh, after a little while it, the, the being inconsolable didn't really stop and we could just tell that it was time for people to go inside and maybe take a nap and recharge our batteries. So we started walking home and I just started asking Amber about this. Like, was, was it okay for Violet, for the oldest Violet say, to get the ball at the end? Like, was that the right thing to learn from this? Um, did she learn, did Violet learn anything from how I handled it? Was I being too strict about this? It, like, uh, is, is there, do I, is it, should I follow up with her about it? Is it resolved? You know, like what, um, how, how, when, when, was it being too strict or was it time for me to be kinder and, you know, say, okay, you can't have the ball if that's what's going to make you happy in that moment. You know, do I, is it time to move on or do I follow up with, uh, with her? And um, so when I asked Amber this, uh, and hopefully she'll, if I misquote you, I'm sorry, I hope I got a close right. But she told me that this question about where the line is between um, when to be firm and when to be kind is 
like the big question of parenting. Uh, and the, uh, when you're, when you're, when there's that basically that if there is a conflict and you're approaching it as the parent about you have to follow what I say because I'm in charge, that that's when, that's when maybe you're not approaching it from a helpful way, potentially. I mean, that's, I don't want to tell anybody else, but I'm trying to have this be more about a philosophy about teamwork and about parenting, but, um, but that, uh, what, what Amber said was like, when you're trying to come from a perspective about trying to, for everyone to learn together about what's fair and um, being uh, open to learn together about uh, being open to learning from each other. Um, That that's, even when it's, you know, tense at times, that that's a good way to go. So as we were talking about this, and as I was learning about this, um, I was thinking that this is really applicable to this uh, talk and for what teamwork might mean to us, you know, um, and that teamwork, I think, is a synonym for sangha or uh, teamwork, I think, maybe is more like a, the verb, the verbing of sangha. Uh, how, how is sangha? How do we create sangha? How do we maintain a sangha? Uh, this is a really important question. Uh, I feel like the the value of teamwork is my prime, one of my maybe my deepest like engine for like how uh, why sangha is important to me is like exploring what what teamwork looks like. Um, and. What's uncomfortable is that I don't really know exactly how to do teamwork here at Ancient Dragon. There's been times when I thought I did, and then I got feedback that I, it was not the exact right way to go. Um, and, you know, sometimes I have ideas about how I thought it might be, and sometimes I think I did the right thing, but then, you know, who knows if that actually will be helpful eventually. Uh so there's a lot of, you know, move, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of talents and resources in this sangha. And so I think about often about how, how much, how much to give, you know, uh, whether, is this a project that needs me? Is this a project that requires a lot from me? Is this a project that would be helpful if I was helping just a little bit? Or is this a project that would be better if I was just not involved at all? Uh, and figuring out where those lines are has been one of the most uncomfortable and helpful practices of being uh, part of the Sangha for me. So, um, of course, this is this is a family. You know, Ancient Dragon Zen Gate is a family. This is family style Zen. And uh, to me, you know, that means that our Sangha is a family like on the basic, uh, like in the most immediate sense, but also that there's another aspect of family style that I think means recognizing we're all depending on everything, that, that everything and everyone is closer to us. It means more to us being, being who we each are than we usually realize. So, um, 
again, I'd, I'd like to give most of the time of this to be discussion together about this, but um, we wanted to say a few things before we got there. Uh, one time. Uh, I want to thank you, Amber, for having me brainstorm this and write this. Uh, I hope you'll correct me in anything that I misquoted you on. And I wanted to thank uh, her kiddos for inspiring it, inspiring me. Uh, I want to thank Ian, who's watching these the kiddos right now, so that um, we could be here. Uh, appreciate that. And just some basic few things that I'm learning about teamwork. Uh, first, that I'm finding that patience is very essential. That practicing patience opens up the meaning of what we say and what we do. That, you know, we, we, I, I can't know the impact of what I'm saying and doing immediately. And I want to know. I want to know if I did the right thing. And I want to know if the art, you know, if we're, if, if everything's okay, or if, you know, uh, we're, things are moving in a good direction. And I want to have that gratification immediately, but it's, uh, since everything is changing, the patience to let actions um, rise, let them sink in, let, you know, let what you say sink in and, and give the responses um, a chance to figure out what they are, um, that that's uncomfortable, but that it's really important. Uh, so I'm really working on that, on, on my patience. Uh, another important thing I'm learning is that the people who give you feedback are the people that care about you. Um, and that's uncomfortable for me because I can often be a, a defensive person that uh, is afraid of making mistakes. I think there's a few of us in Zen um, uh, together and I don't like that. But I'm um, afraid of making mistakes. I don't know about defensive. I'm defensive. Um, so hearing, you know, when, when people will come to me and tell me some constructive feedback on something I've done or said, uh, it's initially been very uncomfortable for me because it's hard for me to hear that I did something unhelpful, unskillful, wrong, however you want to define it. But what I'm learning, the more that I show up to those moments is that the, those are the people that like, that want, that are invested in you, you know, um, that, that they're taking the time to try to help you. Uh, so uh, the people who give you feedback, constructive feedback are people that care about you. I'm also learning to always be ready to be flexible. Um, I said this part earlier, some projects require a lot of you, some projects require a bit, some don't need you. And it's hard to figure out which is which, but um, just making your best call in the moment about what, what's, what's, uh, what's the appropriate response and then being ready to accept the responsibility for your choice. That's life. Uh, I think that's all I had written out. I don't know if that, how short this is. It might be very short. Um, but I would love to talk with y'all about this, um, especially in the context of Ancient Dragon. I feel like uh, just I've been on a lot of committees, been on a lot of projects, and uh, I know uh, that things can be a little bit of a grind sometimes. And so I'd just be uh, interested in hearing from 
us talking together about what what have some of the challenges been, what what inspires you, um, and uh, when we're we're trying to work together, and and um, and yeah, what is what is that heartbeat of Sangha? You know, what is it? You know, even when it's been hard, you know, we're still we're here and we care about each other and our family, and I can feel that. You know, so what is that heartbeat? Of, of the song. Uh, I think that's all I have ready to say. So, if anyone wants to chat, questions, thoughts, Jared. Thank you very much for that. Talk. It was it was really wonderful, and I think important. Um, you know, when I was Eno, the first week I was Eno, people would come to me and they would ask me a question or say something and say, "Well, you're the Eno." <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it's like I went to bed knowing nothing and woke up and was supposed to know. Whatever, yeah. stuff, something. And one of the things I learned is people are really interested in the task they're doing. So if they're Kokyo and they have a question, it's like, I have this question, I need the answer now. Or I'm techno, I have this question, I need the answer now. And that was extremely helpful to me hmm. because it helped me be okay with who I was seeing how other people were. It was like, okay, people get nervous like I get nervous. Okay, people are afraid of they're going to do it wrong like I'm afraid I'm going to do it wrong. And somehow that made it easier for me to just go along and be okay with it. Okay, it wasn't perfect. Some days it is perfect. Some days it's like, eh, Jen, that's a perfect. But it made it easier to do when I recognize that everybody's like that. And it's not some you know, little insane gene I have that's out there <laughs> saying, you know, you're the only one with this. And so that's really helpful. And one of the things Yoshin told me when she was teaching me how to be Doan, she said she was, you know, for five years. And she said she found it really hard. And when it got easy, she quit. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's really nice. <laughs> I thought, okay, I could do this until it gets easy. <laughs> but I thought, I like that. And, and the other thing I'm learning is I am a planner. So I like to, you know, get it all down and say, okay, here's the plan. And I'm learning to say, okay, the plan didn't work. And to just be and. Not so much even just being okay when the plant falls apart, but recognizing it doesn't really matter because it all works out. You know, we always have a dawn and a cookie. We always got people, mm-hmm. you know, the always goes along. We, you know, we always, we, we're always online, sometimes not perfectly, but so it's good to have a plan. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's also good to know. It's going to work out whether or not we follow the plan. Yeah. We're going to get there. It's just perfectly fine. 
So it's nice to have a plan, just whatever sort of reassurance that gives you, but when it falls down, it's fine. And that's a good thing to learn. And it's also teaching me that it's okay to go home in my little office and cram about people to myself and say, that person's really getting on my nerves and get it over with. And it's like, okay. Because, and it's okay if they go to their little corner and say the same thing about me, because that's, you know, you talk about being a family. You know, I know my family. I talk about my sister and brother all the time. Now, if somebody else does it, you know, the world ends and stop talking. <laughs> but I get to say whatever I want to say. So, and it's, but yeah, and and the other thing just to recognize is that everybody's an adult here. So I have a cousin who's taught second and third grade for years and years and years, and she treats everybody like they're eight. You know, you'll be off someplace <laughs> with her and she'll say, are you thinking ahead? Do you know where we're going next? <laughs> Do you have your purse? Do you have your keys? You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know? And so it's... Conjoling adults or, you know, to get on the same path is it's a little trickier, I think. But thank you very much because it was a wonderful talk. I wanted to echo that. Um, it really was a wonderful talk and a wonderful topic for especially this month where we have, we originally had decided to dedicate ourselves to thinking about our forms. You know, as we move back into this new space, we are trying, I think, to um, revive our heart of practice and our mind of practice. And that it does involve a lot of negotiation and a lot of teamwork and a lot of feedback of giving, you know, Giving, giving each other feedback. And um, I liked that approach of, you know, we're, we're learning this together. We're doing this together. We, um, it's been, it's been a challenge because we have had, you know, come up with a new, a couple new forms that I could think of. And, you know, somebody maybe tells me the form and then, you know, you have to tell 12 other people the form and you're never sure. There's always, there's always somebody who didn't get the memo, (laughs) you know, and then how do we, how do we get, how do we convey the message? How do we support each other with the message? How do we um, give feedback when, you know, none of us is paid to be here. We're here because we want to be here. And so we also have to, we have to do that in a, in a kind and generous way so that we all still want to be here because if we, decide we don't want to be here something falls apart for everyone <laughs> you know when we lose one of us something we, we really feel it mm-hmm. and i think that's what's been so precious about us all coming back together with a mind and heart of let's make this work mm-hmm. so this was i think thinking of i just really like your reminding us of the importance of teamwork and the importance of recognizing that we're learning things together. We're learning how to be a Sangha again Mm -hmm. after having been 
in our own individual little Zoom boxes mm -hmm. for, for a while. Yeah, um, I'm echoing Jerry and Asian. Um, I think this was a great talk. Um, so it reminded me kind of two disparate things that I really want to kind of bring together in my life. On one end, um, I'm someone who is afraid of making mistakes. Uh, I can be very much a control freak, uh, as my community attests to. Um, I'm a planner. I, I, I want to anticipate everything. I want to anticipate every problem. And I want to uh, probably, and a lot of times, do a lot of it myself. Um, I, it's, it's hard for me to delegate, delegate work or, or things to do. Um, so teamwork has kind of always been very hard for me. I was an only child, not if it's part of it, or, or being uh, an only child who didn't have a ton of friends growing up. So I, I think I kind of just got used to doing a lot of things myself. Um, so that's one end of things. On the other end, um, coming from being a musician and being here seem like very parallel experiences where like if you're, if you're in a band and you're playing something, um, the whole thing is amorphous. Um, you know, you have a drummer who wants to take the tempo a little faster than you do and you're trying to lay it back. But the, the piece gets played, the audience enjoys it, the thing gets done, um, but it's everyone's kind of moving very dynamically all in this thing. And it's this organism that's very alive and it's not a rigid thing, um, but it is and it exists and it's fun. It's great. And, if, and that kind of feels like here where, you yeah. know, like Jerry said too, we can be very fixated on, you know, I am fixated on the Kokyo and a lot, you know, this evening I'm doing tea. So I'm like going in my head this time I have to go upstairs and do this, whatever. So I'm, you know, I'm very hyper fixated on that. But at the same time, we're all kind of helping each other, um, do the thing, um, you know, uh, and someone's going to nudge us if, you know, we didn't, you know, if we're not sitting correctly or, you know, if we ring the bell late or, or something. Um, and so we're all kind of helping each other. Um, and it feels kind of that same uh, dynamic organism. And I really appreciate that. Uh, and if you, like Asian said, if one piece is missing, you know, you might notice it, but um, yeah, we're all kind of here to help each other do the thing. Um, and it's for me, it's my wish to kind of, you know, unite those things together, perhaps in my life. But I think your talk really reminded me of just how much that organism really exists as uh, an organism of many parts that support each other. So, so thank you for that reminder. Yeah, I mean, Zoom land. Thank you, Dylan. I, I hope to meet you in person sometime. And I hope to meet all of you who haven't met yet in person sometime. Um, but while you were giving your talk, I was uh, I was just thinking about um, an experience I had at Tal Sahara where I maybe like 15 or 16 years ago spent a summer during guest season and I was on the cabin crew. So I was cleaning cabins and every morning we had a check-in, um, you know, where we could just say how we were feeling or not. It wasn't like a requirement, you know, so like if someone was having a hard time, they could say that if they were feeling really happy, if they felt some tension, you know, with someone else on the cabin crew, they could voice that or, you know, or sometimes it was something more mundane than that. But um, it seems like such a basic thing. But I think in the context of working with people, it was really helpful, you know, because like I was very aware that I had never checked in, you know, like with anyone at any other kind of, you know, work 
situation. And um, I haven't since, of course, this was different because it was Tassahara and it's a community and, you know, it's a practice, but um, I think it, I think it helped a lot with our teamwork together, you know, day to day for those months that I was a part of it. That's all. Yeah, I appreciate this discussion very much and talking about teamwork and this is really about Sangha. How does Sangha work? And so, yeah, teamwork and I appreciate the metaphor of family and also what Mike was saying about a band and, you know, how do we harmonize together? And so, um, uh, you know, this is a challenge and we have to be uh, patient with each other and with our, with ourselves in as part of the team. And uh, it's not about doing it right, you know, exactly. I mean, we do, we all want to, you know, be our part in the family or wh- however, but um, the f- flexibility, uh, um Jerry was talking about improvising when, you know, how do you, when you need to find a Kokyo or whatever, and how do we, how do we flow with it? Uh, so there's a lot, there's just a lot. It's, it's a, it's a lifelong discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I spoke yesterday about patience and uh, I was talking about not this, the precept of not finding fault with others. And yet we can find fault with things that happen or with systems or, you know, teams, maybe, I don't know. I, I wanted to say something because I was just uh, very upset about the sh- shooting in Colorado. And I think for Sangha, it's important to include everybody. You know, the newest person and somebody who's been doddering along for a long time. And, you know, it's just, we're all, it's family. And, um, um, it goes without saying, maybe, but and I think at, after this event, I need to say it, that of course, um, everybody's welcome. LGBTQ people are very welcome, and we have, and many uh, contri- LGBTQ people contribute very much to our Sangha, and um, so it, it needs to be said. And uh, somebody was talking yesterday about anti-Semitism and, and and how how the difficulty of that. So anyway, I just want to remind all of us to be kind to each other, and um, and that everybody is welcome. So uh, thank you, Dylan, for you know uh, promoting this kind of thoughts of how we work together in Sangha. Thank you. Uh, okay, I saw Jerry first. I was just thinking. Sometimes I think you know this this need to do it right and perfect. But sometimes we, maybe we think if we're not doing it right or perfect, it means like we're not paying attention, and if we're not paying attention, well, where's our practice then? Mm-hmm. And that somehow to do a job not perfectly reflect somehow that we're not practicing hard enough or not sitting enough or there's something wrong with our practice. And maybe that's not the healthiest way to look at that, you know, that 
part of doing the jobs and part of working together is a way to sit. It's you know, it's mm-hmm. it's another way to sort of see ourselves and to to learn to accept things in ourselves and to learn to accept the way we work and how we go about the job and to find things out about ourselves. And maybe that's just something we should sort of think about and sort of adjust that lens, you know, when we think we're doing it wrong. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Just really quickly that like, I don't think anymore that it's about doing it perfectly. It's like when it doesn't go according to plan, like you were saying, how do we show up to that? You know, yeah. that like that, that that's not gone wrong, that that's, that's where, um, that's, that's where the, maybe that's where the heartbeat of Sangha is, is like, you know, when, when those moments of this is difficult now, uh, how, you know, how, what, what kind of presence are we going to give to that moment? Um, so, uh, and attention and flexibility and action. Sorry, David. Just, uh, I'm reminded of the slogan, um, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, of course, usually it's anything worth doing is worth doing well, but actually, yeah, if it's worth doing, we we try, but it, it, making mistakes is important. So anyway, thank you, Dylan. Uh, I was struck by hearing different people talking, Jared talking, especially in the beginning when you were talking, Jared, Um, and and the mutation about, you know, trying to trick out forms. And the question which came up for me, or the thought that came up for me, uh, is what is our purpose? Is our purpose to get the forms right? Or is our purpose as a Sangha to support all beings, to support everybody? And if somebody does something that maybe is a little off, how can we support them? So the purpose of the forms is really not for us to get them right. But the purpose of the forms is so that we help each other. And that that really is Sangha is about. How can we support each other? And that's what makes Sangha. And believe me, I'm always worried about getting it <laughs> right. <laughs> Number one, you know, uh, anal, anal retentive has a hyphen, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I gotta make sure it's right. Uh, so, uh, you know, so you know, I make my mistake, and sometimes I'll see somebody make a mistake, and I'll get angry, and then I'll catch myself. Yeah. You know, What's the anger about? Yeah. My purpose here is to be with each other. Yeah, a group. That's that's the whole thing. Oh, that was... Ah, Thank you for your talk. Um, I appreciated your comparison to families. I've had family as well. I think... Um, there are a lot of ways in which there's teamwork involved in in sangha projects. Obviously, people have to 
be careful just to like projects at work to give everybody a chance to speak and make sure that they're heard and um but be able to disagree without getting angry uh, and polite. but at work and in a lot of our social relationships they're sort of sort of transitory relationships and, and you're making it work in order to get something done or just to get along and that's kind of different from family. I think it's kind of different from Saga too, where um, it's yeah, that it's just there's it's a family, it's a, it's a unit, and it's not just a bunch of individuals coming together. And so, um, no matter what happens, there's someone who's still part of the family. No matter what happens, someone is still part of the Saga, and must be taken seriously as a result of that. I think the interesting thing is, you know, we speak metaphorically in a way they probably would not have in East Asia about, well, everybody's sangha. It's not, it's the, it's the monks and nuns. It's the lay people. It's everybody. But it's, it's not how it is in Asia. And, it, and I think it's not really quite the same. Sure, we're friendly and we want to include anyone who walks in the door, but it's a little bit different. I think it's when someone says, I want to be here, I want to be part of this, then they are part of this and it's, it's, that is a big difference, mm. I think. Um, it really is, there is such a thing as a practice body of all of us together. It's not just a collection of people who do things, doing things at the same time, following the forums is an expression of that. It's people like recognizing it, acknowledging it, performing it. But it's just, it's a, just, it's practicing what is fundamentally true. That we are together and we're not, it's, we're not separate and independent. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for all the problems everyone has with family, I think there's, <laughs> that's also true for family. And I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, I mean, when you're dealing with a little girl who's very upset, you know, you're going to deal with you just she's not going anywhere, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. You have to work this out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I did appreciate it. Thanks. David Ray has his hand. Yeah. David Ray. Hi, Dylan. Thank you so much for that talk. I loved it, and I'm loving the conversation that we're having. And doing what I do, I'm thinking about the word teamwork, you know, and the kind of word that it is. And it's an interesting metaphor. You know, I'm thinking about the fact that it's um, it's definitely, it belongs to this cultural moment, right? And it's it's an interesting metaphor, like, does it refer to a sports team? I guess it's that. I guess older than that, it was like a horse team, you know, carry, pulling a, pulling a wagon. Um, but I'm thinking about how it's a dichotomy between hierarchy and then, then sort of non-hierarchical competition, uh, cooperation, right? So on the one hand, we have these, you know, inherited East Asian hierarchical forms that we inhabit and occupy and <laughs> do our best to learn and, you know, experience all those challenges. And we've been doing that, that in this time of collective trauma that in some ways it feels like we're feeling so much relief being in this place. I mean, Dylan, you, you referred to it, but that moment when we, when we had 
finished the moving on that Saturday and we were all sitting in the space where you're sitting and just feeling so good just to be there together. I mean, that, and, and that, that was a feeling of just of being, uh, you know, being in a circle, being together, very much non-hierarchical, just in a circle all together. And there have been so many moments in the last, whatever it is, two and a half years where, you know, like scrambling to get something done has just happened across all the, whatever you want to call, hierarchical lines. And, and, and I think that it feels to me like, you know, we want teamwork to be both those ways that, that, that preserving those, um, roles and forms, you know, be, being recognizable as a <laughs> Soto Zen Buddhist Sangha with, with all the, all, all the, all the, the roles of that. And it's still, it's still so unfamiliar to me. You know, I saw Ancient Dragon at Irving Park for, for a few months. Anyway, I loved your talk and I, and I'm, it's interesting to me thinking about this word teamwork. So thank you. Um, I really like that he mentioned that hierarchical part of teamwork. And I guess in a sangha that's there, I'm still learning about this sangha or sanghas in general. I don't know a whole lot about (laughs) this stuff in general, but um, I wanted to speak more to the experience of this afternoon and being at the park with my daughters. We had two balls and three little girls and trying to find a way to make it fair that we could all play together and all have fun. And then for my oldest, who's normally the leader, normally the one that's be making sure that everyone, you know, yeah. she's the oldest sister, you know, the very stereotypical, like, I'll make sure everyone's good and, you know, take care of everybody. Um, and, but on this particular occasion, she was being very much, she was just saying, ball, ball over and over again like she was two years old again and and hogging the ball and it was very difficult and it was interesting to me you know being a parent being me being the authority in this situation um to say no this you you can't do that because that's not fair to these guys so now you have to go sit by yourself and be upset unless you want to come play with us either way is fine um but for my youngest my two-year-old who is the most like miniest one, right? The one that's that never shares <laughs> um, to be the one that's like, actually, you know what? I'm content playing with one ball and my other sister. You can just hug that one for the rest of the afternoon if you want to and to give that to her. And, you know, for her to be the one uh, uh, of all of us with the least authority, <laughs> <laughs> For her to do that, um, in that moment, I could have stepped in as the parent and been like, no, that's not the plan here, two-year-old. Um, but there was something really special about her doing that. And I felt like it was really important to just follow that lead and to to uh, let that be the way that this resolves, where the whole reason we weren't giving her the ball was because we we wanted to have a good time. And if my two-year-old could have a good time playing with one of the balls and her other sister, then that's what the whole goal here was. So that's cool. Um, but it was, it was cool. I feel like we're kind of like talking about that, that flexibility of like feeling it out and um, 
and the, the, the hierarchy part of it and figuring out as someone who's an authority figure, like trying to figure out what, what the right thing to do is and, and going with that flow. Um, yeah, it's a cool conversation to have. And I feel like I'm learning a lot about how this works just have from the experience that I had this afternoon. So really cool talk. Glad I got to be here for it. <laughs>